With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama avid ascend lx but did you know they sell other automotive products wheels brakes suspension just to name a few everything you need to elevate your drive simply go to tirerack.com sports tirerack.com it's the way tire buying should be i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast, podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? It is the greatest day on the sports calendar. It's something Aaron Torres and I will get into later on as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Aaron, it is also the first day of the rest of the life for Jim Beheim, no longer the head coach of the Syracuse Orange Heck it's the first day since the 1970s that Beheim has not been the head coach at Syracuse. It's a story that broke yesterday afternoon that took an interesting turn after their loss to Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. And still, almost a day later, we are still feeling the ramifications as college basketball said goodbye to a, a legend in a way that I still can't believe how we said goodbye to that legend. This is crazy. So it's really funny you say that, Dan, because I actually talked to a buddy of mine who is a Syracuse fan this morning, and that's what I said. I said, it's the first day of the rest of your life, man. How does it feel? Um, and he's, you know, about my age. He's in his, you know, 30s. So, you know, he's not 70. He doesn't remember life for Syracuse basketball pre-coach Beheim. So, you know, listen, I, I know you and Doug were on air during the initial bizarre, strange press conference that led to the ultimate uh, whatever we want to call it but then uh to to see it all unfold to see him basically dare the administration to fire him and then or you know whatever to dare the administration Mm -hmm. to do something and then they did something and some parties are calling it a retirement some parties are calling it a farewell 
it seems like it was uh, very contentious down the stretch. Uh, just not the way we usually see these kinds of things go down. Jason Stewart is our executive producer. John Ramos, our technical producer. Monty Bolaños is at the news desk. We've got a really good crew in. And yesterday, Jason Stewart was in uh, with us as well. And we're going to play the audio from yesterday. I had thoughts on it. Aaron, you have thoughts on it. I, I just want to go to Jason because Jason had thoughts on this as well. When you heard the Jim Beheim audio that we're going to hear, and this was before his departure was officially announced, your response, Jason, was what to that audio? I just thought he came off as a petulant like jerk. I I think that I don't know the reporter. I'm sure you two are familiar with the reporter, but I also know the background that Bayheim has a reputation of like shouting down uh, university reporters, so or school reporters. So um, I just thought he came off as a jerk. You asked the wrong question after a loss, and he was going to punish you. That's what it sounded like to me. Aaron, what did you think of when you heard that exchange? Well, first of all, and, and I remember, you know, being on air the night of the Kyrie Nick Friedel back and forth. Um, you know, I, I give credit to a reporter in that moment, um, you know, asking the follow up questions that we want answered. Yeah. And I know we're going to play the audio right now, but like, you know, essentially he won't dance around this. He won't answer the question directly of whether he will be back or even if he wants to be back. I give the, the, the young lady who asked the questions credit. And to Jay Stu's point, I didn't really get the sense that he was mad at the reporter. I think he was trying to paint a very clear narrative that if he wasn't back, it wasn't his decision. And I believe that the reporter was Donna DeToto, who actually broke the news uh, for Sirius.com in the, the Post Standard. And so she was the one that had the back and forth. I gave Bayheim the benefit of the doubt in, in, in it. And we're going to hear it. And there's a reason I'm doing it this way, uh, because I, I, want, I want you to hear the audio now knowing what we know. But at the time of hearing it, I thought that Bayheim wasn't going to say anything because his word I felt carried maybe more weight and he wasn't going to say what he wanted. So with all of that being said, this was the exchange that I think lasted about 35 seconds uh, following Syracuse's loss to Wake Forest yesterday. Here was Jim Beheim. I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long. I, I think you missed it. <clears throat> well, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out. Are you, are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, I but you're I not I just saying... said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're, when will you, when will, how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. Okay. So that, that was the exchange. Aaron, do you change how you feel then now after like, you know, as, as we're a day out, we know he's no longer the head coach at Duke. Adrian Autry has taken over people you've talked to. Do you feel any different for how you felt immediately after hearing that audio? Well, I'll just go back to what I said a minute ago. After I heard that audio, I, it sounded to me very much like like he wanted to come back, and if he wasn't coming back, the decision was not his. Where I feel sh surprised, shocked, is that he? I think he kind of pushed the administration into a corner saying, hey, I just laid my cards on the table. Now it's up to you. And I bring it up because I, I, I 
think the administration, for lack of a better term, fired him yesterday. And so I'm not surprised only because I heard the audio shortly after it happened. Um, I'm surprised that Syracuse went forward with a move and then to a point that I know you're going to get to, you were the first person that I saw see this, Dan, in the press release thanking him for 47 years of service. There was no quote from Jim Beheim. No, none. So I would just say the shock factor is that the administration, after those quotes, actually made a move more so than the quotes themselves. Jason, do you st- walk off your comments or you stick with them? Um, maybe a little bit. I'll come off of the, the, the harshness of it, kind of knowing maybe now what he was dealing with. But I still think he could have been a, a more of a professional in the moment. There was there was a more graceful way of handling it, I think. And in and in the moment too, I will stand by this. If I'm the reporter, I'm like, what's this guy's deal? Like what what's yes. the problem here? Agreed, agreed. And and this is where I come out on it. He knew he was done. He knew he was fired. He knew that this announcement was coming out that after whenever they lost in the ACC tournament, he was done. And so the questions, when you look at them, are actually pointed questions. They're not like, what is your future? It's like, are you retiring? Well, there wasn't the word retirement mentioned at all in that release, in addition to not having any comment from Jim Beheim. So so I think Beheim's in the spot of like, I'm not making the decision. That's something for the university to answer because they have made their decision. In terms of him, you know, saying like, are you coming back or, you know, do you want to come back? Again, that question didn't matter at that time, now that we know what we know. I think that this this thing was done. This thing was this this wasn't a hey man, we need to move you off after this press conference. We need to move on. It was done when he woke up yesterday morning. That you know you lose that game, um, whatever you lose in this tournament, that the Jim Beheim era was going to come to an end. And so now I look back on it, and I just think that he, he didn't want to make the announcement. And so the questions were pointed in a way where you can't necessarily answer um, in a correct way because he wasn't retiring. He was basically being told that you're not going to be coach anymore. Two quick thoughts on that, Dan. One, um, I, I think that's a very interesting point by you because it speaks to the fact that maybe in that community, the way the questions were even asked by a reporter who's around that team every day make it seem like she knew something was up um, in, in the way the questions were asked. And then two, what what I would say in the, the bigger picture is, again, you know, I was on air on a Saturday night when those quotes about, um, you know, Wake Forest bought their whole team, Pitt bought their whole team. Um, and, you know, myself and Jason Martin and DeSager, we discussed it in real time. But, but you know, I, I think if you go back to that interview, which I think was mid to late January, um, he basically says the decision is mine. And I really get the sense that that moment in time was a tipping point because, one, he's not winning at the level that he clearly did for 35 to 40 of those 47 years. But now you're an embarrassment to the university. Now you're just throwing blatant accusations out to, to fellow ACC teams, fellow ACC schools, whatever. And like, it's one thing if you're, 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 you're winning and you can back it up and you're just seen as talking trash or whatever. But when you're losing, you're a poor sport. And I, and I'll finally just toss this back to you. This is a little inside baseball, but I think the other thing too was that up until last year, he had his sons on the team with him. And I think you can tolerate losing if the guy is a legend, he has his kids there, you don't want to push him out the door um, when his sons are on the team. But the fact that 
the losing continued, that he didn't seem to want to go anywhere. I just go back to my original point, which is I, I don't know how hard it was for that AD to actually pull the trigger on this one, but I give him credit because you basically, again, essentially fired yes. uh, an all-time legend in the sport. Yes, absolutely, and that's the crazy part about this is – you know, as he said, Jim Beheim said it was his decision. Well, in the end, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And and this move is probably one that maybe should have made a, been made a season ago or two seasons ago. There hasn't been a Syracuse season, Aaron, that ended with single-digit losses since the 2013-2014 season. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at, at, at what they've done during that time and during that span, and you would say, well, hey, a lot of programs would like that. But it is also the level of, you know, where Syracuse has been uh, in the past, and they – haven't been to that level for almost a decade, and I th- and I think that I, I think the administration and and there was changes way at the top with a a, a fairly new chancellor, um, from my understanding that you know may have aided this to you know, to now finally come to a head, but this has been brewing for a while. John Ramos, our technical producer, John, go ahead. Uh, doesn't the school have every right to do whatever they want to do? I mean, they're in charge. The, the only thing you guys are compare are talking about is the fact that maybe he should have been given a little bit more love for all the time he's given to Syracuse. Is that what the point of view is? Then? You know what? It's interesting. And Aaron, this is the point that I think that is so key with all of this is not only did Beheim not to get, get, get to, you know, call his own shot or make his own exit. This departure is atrocious. When you think of the victory lap that Coach K took a year ago, I know Roy Williams was kind of, you know, out of nowhere, didn't have the opportunity that Coach K did. But when you want to talk about, like, departures, like, you know, Bob Knight ended up coaching at Texas Tech after his tenure at Indiana. We know why it ended at Indiana, and it wasn't wasn't great. Um, you know, the Joe Paterno exit at Penn State's probably the worst of any coaching legend that we'll ever see in college sports. I'm not comparing that to this, obviously, because of the, you know, atrocious acts that happened at Happy Valley. But to think of a guy coaching for 47 years, winning a national championship within the, you know, 20-year anniversary, I guess, this year, uh, the Final Fours, just the institution that he is, to go out like this, uh, darn near unheard of. No, I I think it's a great point by you about the way it happened. And, you know, this is something that a lot of people close to the program have said and and people who are close to Bayheim have said is that essentially this was the only way it was ever going to end. Like he just was never going to be the, you know, either retirement tour guy or more importantly, like if he felt like he had something to give, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to let silly little things like the win loss record, Dan, you know, dictate whether he was going to go or not. So, um I'm with you is, is, you know, I, I, you kind of had mentioned this to me this morning about the worst departure outside of Joe Paterno, which was obviously a very serious criminal matter that was involved in that athletic department. I can't think of a worse one because I, I just keep going back to the point I keep making, which is, again, you know, the, the school, you know, dressed up a nice little press release and got a nice new quote from Adrian Autry, the new head coach. But he was fired. And and to fire someone after 47 years um, and all the success that he's had, I think it was five Final Fours, a national championship 20 years ago in 2003, it shows you how bad it had gotten. Um, and, and probably, by the way, how bad it had gotten, uh, you know, in large part, not only because of the win-loss record, but because of Bayheim's kind of the way he carries himself. And that was another thing to go back to that audio that we played earlier is I, I do think there is something to, you know, I almost wonder – I, I, when I heard the audio in real time, one, my first thought was, okay, 
he clearly is let, he's letting the world know that if he's let go, it's not his choice. But I, I also had the reverse thought of, I don't know how the administration can bring him back because they. it's clear that the, the relationship is frayed beyond a doubt. And so I, I don't ever remember anything quite like this. And, and I'll just kind of wrap, and I know I'm kind of going a lot of different directions, Dan, but I'll just kind of wrap by saying this. The sad part about it is because of the last six, seven, eight years, and certainly because of the way things ended, I don't think people – of especially of a certain generation, are going to fully appreciate how good of a coach this guy was. Thousand career wins, second behind only Coach K, but it, because the last seven, eight years were so bad and because there was so much friction in the final decision, I hope it's not lost in 10 or 15 years that this guy really was a college basketball icon. It is going to take some time, though. I guarantee that. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Great input from John and Jason as well. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio, live from the TireRack.com studios. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Doug today. Again, the greatest sports day of the entire calendar year is today. Aaron and I will explain. It wasn't a great day for the Toronto Raptors last night, losing on the road to the L.A. Clippers. Uh, some call them the Clippers, uh, but I'm going to call them the Clippers today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Clippers get a 108 100 victory over the Raptors. This on the heels of the Raptors' tough loss in Denver on Monday when officiating was an issue and uh, officiating another issue on Wednesday night. Here was Raptors guard Fred Van Vliet talking about officiating in the NBA. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. On most nights, you know, a couple of, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up you know and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row um Denver was tough obviously you come out tonight you're competing pretty hard the third quarter I get a tech change the whole dynamic of the game change the whole flow of the game and um you know most of the refs are trying hard I like a lot of the refs are trying hard they're pretty fair they communicate well and then you got the other ones who just want to be and um just kind of the game up nobody's coming to see that they come to see the players. I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was, and it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal, and um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. Now, this is <laughs> this is not something new when it comes to the NBA. The problem that I think that you have with the NBA is you know officials. You know who Scott Foster is. You know who these guys are. And you not only know that, you know their record when they're coaching certain games. It is a huge, huge problem in the NBA. And one of the biggest problems that you had even transpired Monday night. And the reason I bring in uh, Scott Foster is because when Scotty Barnes got ejected by Foster, Barnes basically said, you're cheating. If, if you saw the Netflix documentary on Tim Donahue, who was one of Tim Donahue's best friends in the NBA when it comes to, to refereeing? It was Scott Foster. So when you're talking about these connections, should players just forget that these sort of things happen? That, 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 that maybe they think for, you know, what do you know, that things aren't on the up and up? I mean, this has been building. Let's, let's face it. The Toronto Raptors are not a team in the NBA that we would say, man, the Raptors get all the calls. That is not happening in Toronto. And I don't think it's just Toronto that feels this way. I think Fred Van Vliet said a lot uh, of what other teams probably feel in the NBA. And honestly, a lot of fans feel in the NBA. Joining us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Glad to have you with us on this Thursday. Here to talk some college hoops, but I also do want to get his opinion about NBA fishing, officiating. He's a former NBA player, starred at Duke, and now hosts the Believe in Duke podcast. Sheldon Williams joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Sheldon, how are you on this Thursday? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate uh, y'all letting me watch the first half before uh, y'all call did an interview. I, I <laughs> the was first go- half of the Duke game. I was going <laughs> to say, like, we almost timed this perfectly because they're 35 seconds, uh, you know, away until halftime. Plus, Duke is about to have an 18 point lead on Pitt. So, like, this is this works out really well. But I, I we'll we'll talk some college hoops, and I'll get your thoughts on on your alma mater and so much more in a bit. But when you hear someone like Fred Van Vliet speak out about NBA officials and naming names like he did. Do you think Fred Van Vliet crossed the line last night, or do you think that 
you know, as a former NBA player, that there's maybe some legitimacy into the comments that he made. Well, I'm sure there's some uh, some truth to what he's saying. I mean, me, on the other hand, I kind of like keeping my money in my pocket, so I won't say things. <laughs> uh, when I was playing, I wouldn't say things during, uh, you know, the times of, you know, being interviewed. But, I mean, there's always going to be play times where you feel like, you know, things should have been better, should have gone wrong a different way. Uh, but that, like he said in, the, in his interview, I mean, there's a couple bad apples, I guess, uh, versus the whole group is not bad. So um, it's, a, it's, it's a hard position to be in both player-wise and, and uh, referee-wise. Would you, like, see, like, your referee sheet or see the refs running on the court and be like, oh, man. Like, did those times happen in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's uh, there's times uh, – um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, like, um, it's not NBA, but it's uh, college. I would say my freshman year, it seemed like you know every time uh, Teddy Valentine was uh, coaching, I mean, referring to one of our games, I always had foul trouble, you know. And it wasn't anything that I did wrong or I think he did wrong, whatever. But it, every time I seen that, I associated his face with, oh, I'm about to have a tough night. That tough night, and then all of a sudden, my sophomore year, I kind of got over that hump. But it's kind of like, you know, when you see – uh, a person that you have multiple bad games or multiple questionable calls, all of a sudden you have that in the back of your head every, every time you, you, you see this guy. And, and for those that don't know, Teddy Valentine's nickname was TV, not because those were his initials. It was because he wanted to be on TV with his calls. And that, that that's true story. It's who Teddy Valentine is. Sheldon Williams joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's talk about your alma mater, John Shire, doing his halftime interview right now as they go uh, into halftime up 16 on Pitt. If you had to grade the job that he has done this year in his first year since taking over from Coach K, uh, how would you grade John Shire's first year? Uh, honestly, I think he's done uh, a great job. I mean, I thought he should have been, been running for HC uh, Coach of the Year as well. I mean, a lot of stuff was thrown at him with this young team where, you know, he has his two uh, guys, uh, Whitehead and Lively, not starting to start the year, and then Roach getting hurt, and then uh, Whitehead getting hurt again. You know, uh, we're just now getting the full team back together and healthy, and we're clicking the right time. So that, imagine if we had all of our guys early on in the year we wouldn't have a kind of a lull that we did, but the fact that we kind of have a ship kind of stay its course throughout all the injuries that we have with this young team, I think he should have been very strongly considered as, you know, coach of the year for ACC. Sheldon, let me just ask you in general, 30,000 foot view, what is the vibe around the program just been like? I mean, obviously Shires, one of you guys played for coach K, you know, was a blue devil, but just, you know, uh, feel around town, feel around campus without, without Coach K there. It's no no disrespect to John Shire, but obviously you're replacing not only an iconic you know coach, but but a, a personality that in some ways was larger than the sport. I mean, what has the campus and just the feel overall been like? I mean, I, I don't think there's any uh, anything that's uh, you know bad or negative uh, towards uh, John. Uh, as you said, he's one of us. Uh, you know, obviously we have fans that. I expect, you know, greatness every time we step out on the court. And that's been kind of a blessing and a curse, you know, with Coach K. And it, it, whether it's been John or somebody else, there's always going to be somebody that's going to be hard, you know, big shoes to fill. And it's going to be hard for them to do that. Once Coach K steps down, he's going to, you know, take over. But the fact that he's doing things, um, you know, still the Duke way, you see a lot of uh, Coach K um, in the way he's coaching, the way he's actually uh, talking and, you know, re- you know interacting with players. 
But also, he's putting his little niche on things here and there as well as he become more and more confident, uh, you know, being a head coach himself and, you know, just kind of being out on his own and trying to make room and outside of the, the huge umbrella that Coach K has. Sheldon Williams joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Doug today. Get Sheldon on Twitter at Sheldon Williams. Of course, former NBA player and All-American at Duke. Believe in Duke podcast as well. I want to talk about another ACC team. Uh, that's Syracuse. Uh, did Jim Beheim deserve uh, his removal, if you will, after 47 years? I guess, is, do you think it was time for a change at Syracuse? Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, uh, he is such an iconic uh, guy, and he's been, like you said, he's been around for so long, with four decades and stuff as well, as like you know, Coach K. So he's kind of like one of the last ones um, that's still coaching. But he he built his legacy there at Syracuse, being there for you know all this time, and uh, you know at that at that point, you kind of go out on your own terms. But you know, uh, it's kind of hard to say. You know, when is it time to tell a great coach? You know, you got to go, you know, that type thing. So it's kind of a fine line to always kind of walk. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure how old um, Behind is. I mean, I know he's kind of been doing the thing. Yeah. 78, so, you know, he, he's been doing the thing for a while. So outside of, um, you know, maybe a handful of guys that's still coaching now, uh, that that's around that time. I mean, it's kind of hard to sit there and say, hey, I know you did so well for us for four decades. You know, it's time to go. So it's kind of hard to say. Sheldon, um, we, we hear all the time from, from guys like us that never played at the level that you did, but that, you know, th- th- there's a different sense of urgency and all that kind of stuff for games in March. When, when you were a player, can you feel it when you walk in the arena at an ACC tournament or obviously an NCAA tournament that, hey, this isn't a, a February game against Wake Forest or a January game against Georgia Tech? Can you feel it when you walk in the arena that there's just something different about uh, March basketball? Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that a lot of kids come into uh, you know their programs where they go and uh, play for. You know, it's – it's the nervous energy that, you know, go into the start of the season and then you get into your groove and then you play against your rival and it's a different type of energy when you play against your rival. But everybody knows once, you know, that last regular season game starts or ends, you know, going into your conference tournament, it's the start of a new season. And that energy that you have, you kind of get, you know, re-energized about, you know, oh, I'm going to get into the – uh, for me, ACC tournament, then all of a sudden it's going to be the NCAA tournament. And it's something that you look forward to because it's a big stage, a big, a big platform, and that's something you always want to play on. You know, and that's something that's always in your mind going through the whole course of the season. Sheldon Williams joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show. There are some questions um, really over the last couple of years as well over the validity of the of the conference tournaments. You were a part of a program that you, when you were entering those conference tournaments, you know you were going to make it to the dance. You, you know, the, there was you were going to be a top seed in the NCAA tournament. Do you find value in having these conference tournaments right now? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question. I, I never really thought about not having it. It was always something that I wanted to be a part of. So I'm, that's a kind of very interesting question. Um, I, I do like the fact that they're teasing the idea of expanding the, uh, you know, NCAA tournament, 
which I think would be kind of cool because I love, as a fan now, I love the whole March Madness of everything, how a lot of schools that are, you know, you don't know much about or underdogs are going into a tournament and playing against these, you know, top teams, especially with now everybody leaving uh, after one year. The veteran smaller schools and middle schools are, you know, on almost even playing field with a lot of these guys. And it's been a crazy – I mean, look at this year. How many times we had a number, a different number one, you know, seed this year. So sure. I just think it's going to be uh, very exciting. Uh, but I just never really thought about the, you know, the skipping the part of the, the conference tournament is going right into, you know, NCAA. So you're in favor of expanding the tournament? I mean, you know, my argument would be isn't there something to be said about – Make the the regular season meaning less the conference tournaments in many cases meaning less. I mean, a lot of these bubble teams like a Michigan that lost today, a Wisconsin that lost yesterday, would be comfortably in. But you're still in favor of expanding the tournament. Yeah, I mean, uh, anything to get more basketball. Yeah, I'm all for. So um, I think it'd be a great idea. I mean, if you're going to expand it, obviously, I think you might have to get rid of uh, the conference tournaments um, and have uh, people who are bubble that still be in and just kind of go from there. Um, I can see that being maybe an issue down, you know, down the line. But the fact that, you know, as a fan now, I would like to see more basketball. Um, I'm always going to be watching college basketball anyway, but especially, you know, like this year, there's so many crazy games where you just couldn't put the remote down. Like you had to keep watching Sheldon Williams joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on the Believe in Duke podcast, former NBA player and All-American at Duke. Find him on Twitter at Sheldon Williams. Uh, halftime is almost over, so we will allow you to get back to the Duke game. Although, again, 16-point lead. I think you're good, Sheldon. But I, I, I'm, I'm proud of us that we almost timed this perfectly. Uh, enjoy the second <laughs> half, and I'm sure we'll be talk to you, talking to you later in March. Thanks so much. I uh, appreciate it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. I'm Dan Beyer. He is Aaron Torres sitting in for Doug today. May have heard Doug on the herd sitting in for Colin Cowherd. Doug also at the Big Ten tournament in Chicago, taking in and uh, doing some broadcasting work uh, for that conference tournament. One of the many, many going around in the world of college basketball. Uh, just quickly before we get to game time, Aaron, the uh, the comment by Sheldon Williams: He wants expansion in the NCAA tournament. I know you're not a fan of that. Well, you know, I think expansion under certain circumstances, like, you know, if a conference champion weren't – like, like I'll just paraphrase it like this. Nobody remember – everyone remembers St. Peter's. Nobody remembers when last year Michigan as an 11 seed, uh, the plucky underdog that could, went on a magical run to the Sweet 16, okay? And so if we're going to expand, it's unfortunate, but it's going to be over money. It is going to be controlled by the power conferences, and we're going to get a lot of teams like the Michigan team that lost today that at one point was one of 17 from the field in the second half. We're going to get more mediocre power conference teams we're not going to get teams from smaller schools and 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 smaller conferences and stuff like that so we know why it may eventually be done why it probably will eventually be done um but if i wanted to watch a bad michigan team i had plenty of time in the regular season and <laughs> yes. you know i, I yep, don't need to agreed. see them again in uh you know the round of of 86 or whatever we're going to end up calling it so uh, i get his point more basketball is good, but I just think it further waters down a regular season that fewer and fewer people care about. Uh, it's the truth, and uh, I hope we stick at 68. I don't think we will, but I hope we do. Yeah, I don't I, like the expansion of the NBA, like to have the play-in tournament, has done a couple of different things, but just expanding the NCAA tournament doesn't have the same factors on why you expanded, say, the NBA bracket by having the play-in tournament. The NBA had a bunch of different, you know, now you're fighting for the sixth seed, now you're fighting for the 11th seed. Uh, none of that would happen if you expanded this tournament. Um, speaking of the tournament, let's play a game. <laughs> This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Monty Bolaños at the news desk. What's going on, Monty? Well, it is Thursday, so John Ramos, what are we playing? Third prize. Third prize is fire. <laughs> I feel a draft. That's right. We are going to draft. Do you want to know why John messed up there? Is because his hand cramped when he had to do the scorebook in that 17 to 1 loss. <laughs> there were so many squares you were filling in of the opponent for run scored. 
hands a little sore. Yeah, I would have stopped filling it in. Yeah. I, I thought just... he was so locked in on the Mountain West tournament that he was. A yeah. Step do you sore. have an update from what's happening in the Mountain West, John? Just, I love uh, uh, Air Force is going to really focus on their game later on today. Okay, there it is. Look out! For... They lost to they, they lost to UNLV. It's a double elimination tournament at the Mountain West. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, we have changed John's title to Mountain West Outsider now. <laughs> Outsider. All right. Uh, so uh, so the game is, I feel, a draft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to draft who we think is going to win, win the NCAA tournament. Mm, all right. My specialty. Yes. Clippers right there, baby. <laughs> Let's go. What's the draft order? It's going to go Aaron, Jason, John, me, Dan. Okay. There it is. One round draft. So make sure no. you you. <laughs> is it only a one round draft? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. 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 Well, then I, I, if I had a second pick, I would have waited for this one. UConn's won eight of nine. I they're destroying Providence right now. They destroyed a good Villanova team the other day. I think they're maybe the best team in the country. Uh, if I had a second round pick, I would have hoped they come around. But I'm taking them as my pick. Wow, you gonna trade it, John? Were you interested in trading up Whoa. for number one? I was not. Okay, okay. John's gonna sit where he is. I think Aaron could have gotten a hot dog with cheese uh, for that first <laughs> overall. Pick. That's what I had for lunch, Aaron. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the stand while you were scoring the game the other day, 17-1? Never mind. Bad joke. <laughs> bad joke. I'm sorry. I'll stop. So uh, UConn taken way too early, so that leaves a lot of good teams for me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the school that's going to be the first team to go back-to-back since Florida, if Ooh. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks are my pick. It's mm. probably a really good pick. The, the, I think the back-to-back is what is going against you. Nobody thinks that Kansas yeah. can do that. Right? If Kansas was a Final Four team last year but didn't win at all, I think more people would be like, all right, Kansas is going to win it all. But it's the the whole notion of going back-to-back that I think would preclude people from picking Kansas. Right, Aaron, don't you think? Oh, I think so, absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's going to be really tough for them. Um and it's just it's just really tough. And then the pressure of, of, you know, you keep going, you get asked about it more. So I think they're a really good team. They're pretty much a lock for a number one seed. Going back to back is going to be very difficult, though. All right. Third pick, who's up? It is John Ramos. Uh, I'm, I love what's going on with uh, the Big East. And I, I've always been a Shaka Smart fan, Ooh. right? Oh, yes. yeah. And, of course, Al McGuire, big time <laughs> coach for this school, I'll take Marquette, the Big East champion, okay. as the sure. winner, winner of the NCAA tournament this year. Wow. Any I, other Marquette coaches you want to name? Uh, how about think? Dizzy McGuire? Oh, Dizzy McGuire. <laughs> okay. Jason? I, I don't want to uh, denigrate, uh, if that's a word, John's pick, but I think that pick was shock dumb <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, no. man. All right. Mar- I-, I did not think that we'd have UConn, Kansas, and Marquette off the. I, I thought Kansas, maybe. But all right. Who's at four? Am I at four it's, or you at it's four? It's me. It's me. And you know, I. I know that they just lost uh, Jalen Clark, but I'm going to go with UCLA. Oh, there Ooh. you go. Homer. I'm going to go with UCLA. Homer pick. Yeah. Yeah. Do some. Russell uh, Westbrook's <laughs> alma mater. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you got to be on the Westbrook train now. With the- I've been on the Westbrook. I like Westbrook. Gosh, now. can I? I know this is a bad, you know. I, I know there's been some bad vibes around Alabama, but I think you have to take 
the Crimson Tide. Yeah. More so because I don't want to pick Purdue. Like there is no way that I would pick Purdue and winning it all. It is it, let alone get to a Final Four. So give me Alabama with the final pick. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. No one took Houston I was playing in their say, backyard. That, you that's know? what I would have thought you were going to go with. There. Yeah, we'll take we'll take Alabama in, in their pieces. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, it's a one-of-a-kind in the world of sports. We'll explain next on Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 